You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. It's a hundred. One hundred. Yeah. All the candles. So many candles. Or four. They're anyway. four. Well, but I mean, theoretically, there could be like a hundred candles. It's our one hundredth episode. Be. Yes. It is our one hundredth yeah. episode. Officially. Yeah. That's we, cool. We made it. Yes. We're not done yet. We made it up to the, <laughs> we made we to made the climb to get to this far. The, the but it's a whole thing. It's like I'm excited. It's exciting. Yeah, we've uh, we have come a long way since. Uh, golly, what, uh, what was that uh, Rush episode one? Twenty one twelve. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It, it is a long way from there. Where I was really nervous and tired and and could pers- proceeded to get. I was really nervous on our drunker. first. Yeah, I drank a our lot. First few episodes, I was really nervous. I don't like to go back and listen to it just because the show has evolved so much since we started that. No, but also I don't because either. I you can just you can hear me. You can audibly hear me get more and more fucked up as the show goes on, doing shots like all the time. Anyway, yeah, we've we've learned to pace ourselves a little, but uh, congratulations on the one double zero, you guys. Yeah, you yeah. too. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Woo. We do have a lot of ground to cover. So with well, that, um, what 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 the theme music? Probably yeah, let's do yeah. theme music. Shane, Ryan, Kevin, and Mark. This is somebody likes it. Oh, hey, by the way, um, just a quick uh, housekeeping note. We did get another really great letter this week from a listener named Dave. So, Dave, if you're listening, if you're out there, wherever you are, Dave, uh, Dave, um, thanks for listening and uh, and great suggestion. And I will share that with the fellows and uh, we'll we'll figure out a time that we'll mm. knock it out. But I think that I think we're going to do it. And, uh, and we'll, Anticipation. We'll it. I know. Yeah, savoring. I'm waited with, uh, waiting with bated breath. Yes, what is uh, bated exactly. I'm not sure, but I, I don't hear it in any other context. No, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Other than breath. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and um, Chuck Berry's still dead. Oh man, well, so. newly dead. Well, that just ripped the fucking bandaid off there, Kevin. <laughs> well, yeah. No. Um, but uh, but yeah. Sorry to see the man go. He was 90. Um, that's yeah. Only the good yeah. die young. He had. Uh, so are you saying that Chuck Berry was bad? <laughs> it's like a double. It's a, a double entendre. What's the, what's he the did some thing? bad shit in his life. But well, yeah, but the man was like it's just a brief. I should have said instrumental. I, sa- I should have said he was a brief flame. He just he just flickered and it was taken too soon. Talking. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know that you're getting anywhere with that. But Got do it. you know what his biggest charting hit was? My dingling. It was my dingling. Thank God. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it should have been. <laughs> Well, and he maintained, like, throughout his career that uh, he really was just doing it for the money. He just happened to be really good at it. Yeah. No. Well, it'd just be fun to go down to the bank and cash those checks, right? Like The my dingling checks? Yes. <laughs> your my dingling royalties are in. He's <laughs> 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 never playing with your funny. own dingling. Yeah. Look yeah. at all the money I got for my dingling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you just have to carry a rim shot around with you. Like, that would be that'd be. You can afford to. Uh, a few, actually. Just like, can you what, imagine if you had that job? Like, what? So, what do you do? Uh, I just walk around for every time Chuck Berry u- utilizes <laughs> my dingling. <laughs> my dingling. 
Like he's yeah. officially on the payroll. <laughs> it was on my Funny Bones Classic LP when I was a kid. So, oh my god! You know, rest in peace. Also, Maybelline and uh, Johnny, Johnny Good. Good. And yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, the Beatles anyway. wouldn't exist without Chuck Berry. I mean, the man left a, an indelible footprint. Absolutely. Anyway, sorry to see you go, Chuck, uh, but we got a show to do, and yeah. uh, and we have some accoutrement here this yeah, evening. Mark, We've already talked a little bit about the cake. Yeah, or at least cake. the candles. Mark cake. Yeah. Thank yep. you, Mark. We've got a. Uh, We've got nice two bottles of bubbles. I imagine we'll probably only get through one of them. Yeah. But, so uh, we don't. We don't kind of put well. throw these back as hard as we used to in the uh, in the episode when the episodes were still young, but. Like the Rush episode where I think I drank a whole bottle. Of yeah, bourbon. there you go. Oh, get that on my. What I'm talking about. Gonna get the little wisps of smoke. Yeah, Mark's holding the uh, mic over the top of the bottle, so maybe you guys will get a little bit of the bubbles. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, we are. We're a hundred episodes in, and uh, who knew? We've well, and we're, we won't spend a lot of time talking about the journey itself. At some, you, we could probably easily do a whole show just on. The stuff that we have thought about in the first or talked about in the first hundred episodes, which would a be little, a, mon, a little montage. Yeah, and it would be you know this might it, be a little head up our own asses. It might be, and there'd be there'd be uh, probably less music uh, in the interlude, so that probably might not be as fun for everybody else. But uh, let me let's raise a glass to to you guys. Cheers, hey. everybody. Cheers, Here, everybody. Ching ching. They're right. clicking some plastic, and. Um, Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about the format for tonight's show. Shane, you want to share that? Sure. So we're going to do a mixtape show, which we've done a couple of times before. But I think this is the first time, and Mark, you're you're going to be involved in a mixtape, right? I think I, it's the first time I'm fully integrated into the process. Oh, so super so exciting. E- each one of us, um, we picked four videos from four different decades this today with the 70s, 70s 80s, 90s, and aughts. With a caveat that they had to be the songs had to be on a top 100 top 100 list, list of some variety. Yeah. Um so a lot of a lot of wiggle room there. And and the other thing about the mixtape shows is n- none of us know what the other has picked yet. So we'll watch the videos uh off air and then come back and then Well, I think most of us have backups. So we'll, we'll Oh yeah, yeah. So just in case some of us pick the same video, we we have backups. Um so we'll see what happens with that. But Anyway. Right, let's get into it. What do you got for us for the 70s? Okay, so for the 70s, I picked, um, I believe the song came out in ni- 1973, but this video came out in 1974, I think. And that's She's Gone by Hall & Oates. Nice. Uh, and you didn't pick the one that I Okay, yes. Okay. Ryan and I are worried that we pick, may have picked some of the same videos. But let's watch She's Gone, and you guys enjoy. Sorry, Charlie, for the imposition. I got the strength to carry on yeah. I need a drink and a quick decision Now it's up to me She's gone, she's gone Oh, I, oh, I I better learn how to face it She's gone, she's gone Devil to replace her. She's gone. And she's gone. Oh, I, what went wrong? Get up in the morning, look in the mirror. I'm as a toothbrush hanging in the stand. Yeah. My face ain't looking in a young girl. Wow, dude. What? 
What? what I can only happen? assume that like Daryl Hall has a had a younger brother in like high school in the AV club. And he was okay. like, no, I want to give you a break, kid. So that's all on purpose. So the record label at the time, they wanted a video. I mean, this is in the infancy of music videos. And they wanted him to do this video, like spend a lot of money, throw a lot of money at it. Completely not the idea for the song that they had, and it pissed them off, and they refused. So it. they were just like they're gonna do the like shittiest video so, they so possibly what, so could. So what they did is they went and they got a couple chairs out of their own houses. They went to like a warehouse. They set it up on purpose to be as, st- and they smoked a shit. They sat down with a shit ton of weed and like figured out over the course of a couple hours how they were gonna tape it. And I think they did it in like one or two takes. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it looks it's, layered. It's pretty <laughs> fucking genius. That when he picks up that weird whore thing and pl- blows one blow in it and just puts it back with no emotion on his face. Well, and she's gone, and, and a woman just like walks by. Yeah, it's like and, no, well, she's and, not. And there he, she is again. And he goes, "I'd pay the devil anything or to get her back again or whatever." And so the devil walks by after, and then they throw money in the air after, like, but completely with like no emotion, just like. No, it's, it is, it's very much a public access quality uh, shoot. No, it, it totally looks like they just got stoned in oh, like over a, a half hour, and we're just like, oh, let's just do this. It's exactly what they do. It's, it cracks me up to no end. Like just to know that, like they're totally in on the joke. Like it's their their joke, and it couldn't look any shittier than it does. That song charted number sixty on the on the Billboard Top One. Well, then the label ought to be happy it's too. A great song. Oh, that by the way, little another little trivia. Tidbit. So the woman walking by, the the one that that was gone, the titular she, um, she was Daryl Hall's girlfriend at the time, Sarah, who was the oh, from uh, Sarah Smiles. Sarah Smiles. Yeah. yeah, they were together like years and years. He talked about this sometime in the last six months on Stern that they were together for years and years and years. And there are a lot of those songs that were written about her. So it's fun to see her like make a weird, um, can- like super literal cameo. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fun one. That's a I've, I thought that that would good be call, a good, good way to start this off. I don't even know that I knew that was Hall and Oates. Uh, like well, Daryl Hall like looks like David Bowie. <laughs> oh, the sound of it. Yeah, well, no, it's like Philly Soul, uh, and I I think I thought it was like a black dude. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I was wrong. Someone right. else, but yeah, no, it's not. That's who it is. Um, all right, who's next? Ryan. Uh, I'm next, and I'm I'm relieved that you didn't pick this, Shane. And I'm I I have I'm having like a brief like slight freak out because I worry that we have brought it up on the show before, but I don't think we have. Uh, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Well, we may have. It's, it's a song that you're obsessed with from the '70s, but I don't think we watched it on the show. Oh, are are we talking about? I Gil- almost picked that. By Gilbert, the way. O'Sullivan, Gilbert O'Sullivan, Alone Again, Naturally. Jesus, I wish you wouldn't have picked that because there's a lot to unpack in that song. Well, dude, we can take a little extra time with it. And Shane wanted to do like a whole 15 I, minute segment. I wanted on to this. do a whole show just on this song because well, there's three verses, and each verse is well worth a whole discussion. We can we can truncate that discussion. Just know before we play this, this is literally. The most depressing song ever written. It is the most ever. depressing <laughs> song on the planet, <laughs> bar none. Like it gets no more depressing than this. It, but it's so fucking beautiful. I oh, absolutely no, love this. It's a great song. Spent. Well, I'll, I'll get That's into it. that on the other side. But it was also a giant hit. Yeah, it was a huge hit. I think it went to number. It was in top ten hit. Sad no, South it was number one. Yeah. It was, well, well, we'll talk about that on the other side. I've, I've looked into it a little bit. Uh, but the video has the lyrics also, which are priceless. Yeah, we need to – there's a karaoke – it says karaoke version or whatever. Like, yeah. Here it comes. You guys need to be watching these lyrics. Coming at you. 
Sorry, because like I know you just want to like talk about this all night long. There yeah. is an impressive hair helmet on that guy. By There's the a way. lot that's impressive about that video. Just that, was, that, was a, that was Gib hair. It was Gib hair. The first thing I thought about, and I know you guys are going to unpack this song, but the first thing I thought about was like, okay, well, if you do climb up the tower and pitch yourself off, there's a chance that hair might break your fall and you'll be fine. So kind of look like good the, point. Like, you yeah. see a, a popular like bust of of um, Beethoven? Beethoven. Oh yeah. 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 There we go. On the same page there. Mm. So Shane, what are we looking at? Like you're really, I mean, I picked it, but you're really the expert on this I, song. I'm Shane just, is obsessed. I love this song. It's, it's so really upbeat much. for the subject. I matter. know the melody is so fucking great. I mean, it's super seventies. Let's get that out of the way. And then the chorus, absolutely, mm. everything about it. It's really, big time seventies really soft rock, AM gold. I just love that melody. It kills me. The first time I heard that song, um, of course. Okay, this song. Dude, was I think you like called me that day. No, 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 no. I was, I was driving. I think I called like I was driving. I was my 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 manager fucked up, and I was supposed to fly into Cincinnati, and he screwed up, and I flew into Indianapolis, and I had to rent a car and drive to Cincinnati, and I'm all pissed off and tired about like just and worn the songs out. comes and on. The song comes on, and it was just I was like, it's a beautiful day, and I rolled the windows down, and you know, and were you like, paying attention to the lyrics? Especially, no, I wasn't. I was just listening to the melody, and so, but they, but they, but I pulled the car over like at a gas station. To, to hopefully, they would say who it was, and they said it. I had never heard this song before, even though it went number one in the U.S. And um, and so I got for home for six weeks, but for non non consecutive. <laughs> What's the part that slayed me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like every third week, or like how does well, that even work? I think like, I, I think know. basically it, what's uh, happening is it, it became it, a hit. Then people started listening to the lyrics, and it dropped off. Well, it got uh, Looking Glass Brandy, you're a fine girl, interrupting O'Sullivan's place at the top uh, in the week ending uh, August 26th of 1972, and anyway, like it came back. Because uh, well, people couldn't get enough. Of well, first, the I got home. Joyousness. <laughs> 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 it's, it's such a rapturous, joyous song. I mean, it starts out the first verse. It's talking about how he got jilted and he, how he might climb up to a tower and kill himself. And all the Just throw himself off. Throw himself off. And then and everybody would look upon him and go, like, oh, that sucks. That, that sucks. She stood him up. You know, no point in us remaining. We may yeah, as well go home. Take off. After he threw himself off the tower. And then the refrain is alone again naturally. And then the second verse uh, talks about how, um, why did God desert me in my hour of need? Then the refrain, alone again, naturally. And then the third verse, it starts out talking about how his father died at age 65 and his mother, her heart so badly broken, she would never fight. That's the only man she'd ever been with. And then at the end of the song, it goes, when she passed away, I cried and cried all day, alone Alone again, again. naturally. And then the song's over. That's it. (laughs) I mean, there's well, no. Well, thank God there wasn't another verse. I know. Seriously. Like, <laughs> it's, it is so 
But then the whole time, it's so sad, but the, it's so beautiful. Like, it's really, it's a beautiful song. No, it, it is a beautiful song. Yeah, you know I have a soft spot for AM Gold, and, and oh, uh, that's, yeah. that's definitely right there in the sweet spot. I can't, if, I can't get drunk and listen to that song without listening to it, like, at least ten times in a row. If anybody's wondering, he's still alive. So, like, well, there you go. he managed to survive this track, like, and it's, uh... Do we know if he, 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 uh, has, he has a partner or anything? Yeah. Like, uh, or is he, is alone, he alone again, again uh, naturally? That's, that's a fair question to ask. Let's see if, uh, well, I don't know. Well, probably at his like, age, he probably is alone again, naturally. What, like, uh, well, somebody I mean, died? Yeah, he's probably well, outlived people. Probably. It happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, um, it's funny, and I'm sure that it's probably on here, maybe it is, um, not seeing... Oh, wait... Uh, here's his personal life. Uh, looks like he married his Norwegian girlfriend, and uh, they have a couple of kids. So, oh, all right. yeah, so, so it's no like longer a loading in. Art against life. Kevin, what you got next? So, um, uh, that it'll be fun to follow that guy. Uh, I am, I um, am picking a song that ranked number seventy nine on the Telegraph's top one hundred songs of all time. A track by a man uh, some know as the other Elvis. That would be Elvis Costello. His initial uh, release in 1977, this song called Watching the Detectives. Nick Lowe, that song, his first hit in 1977, and my favorite part of this, the whole backstory on this song in particular is how he wrote it. He described how he wrote the song. He said, I was in my flat in the suburbs of London before I was a professional musician, and I'd been up for 36 hours. I was actually listening to The Clash's first album, and when I first put it on, I just thought it was terrible. Then I played it again, and I liked it better. By the end, I stayed up all night listening to it on headphones, and I thought it was great. And then I wrote Watching Detectives. <laughs> like, that's the whole story. It has nothing to do with the, like... Well, I mean, it does like have, like, a reggae influence, which some of the, guess, the first yeah, Splash it, record does. Sure, that, that makes pretty sense. pretty big in that, in that part of the world during that time. Like, yeah, like, for some reason, like, uh, England, huge. like, just, like... Got obsessed with reggae for a little bit and got infused with like punk and then post punk and new wave and uh, anyway I've known that song for years never seen the video a little bit of like I won't quite say all the way um, like dead men don't wear plaid but like kind of a, a fusing of various yeah, footage the, the yeah film sure. noir uh, archival footage stuff. with <laughs> the little rascals I, as yeah. well I think <laughs> one of the very first little clip like the little Clips, I think, is of a young Elvis Costello, but the vast majority of that is he was probably Declan then, uh, uh, probably Declan, so. Declan McManus. Yes, perhaps so. Uh, but anyway, yeah, like it is a bunch of fused together, including some little rascal stuff, 
like black and white clips of old film noir uh, stuff and kind of uh, as a lot of videos were back then, like a pretty literal interpretation of like what the song was saying. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, like and that song, like I've I've heard that song. I don't know, a couple hundred times Countless probably. Times. Yeah, in in my yeah. life and and it's. It's a really good song, but it's it's got this weird humor to it, you know, where, like, apparently, like, the, the woman is probably the one responsible for, like, the murder, and then she's watching the Texas, and she's filing her nails while they're dragging the lake. I couldn't tell us if they were literal or, or if she's watching, like, there was a show called The Detectives. Like well, the, well, the, what, the way that the Telegraph, the way that the Telegraph reviewer. I don't like reviewer, the song, so I don't really ever listen to it. The way the Telegraph reviewer breaks it down is uh, this: this person calls it a creepy, creepily paranoid, twisting metaphor for psychological and romantic disintegration. So, well, that clears uh, it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. which is, you know, frankly, like maybe n- isn't like every sort of uh, downer twist on on love stuff. But uh, anyway, yeah, it is a it is a trip into the deep end. Elvis Costello. Yeah. Well, song. I'm not generally a fan of that, like kind of. Syncopated uh, reggae thing, but I actually like that song. Like, I like the, the keyboard sound a lot. I like Farfisa sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, that's Elvis Costello's Watching the Detectives from 1977. Uh, Mark, what do you got for us? Well, I went a little bit off script. Didn't quite uh, look at best uh, 100 lists, but uh, number 17 in pa- Pitchfork's uh, 25 best music videos of the 1970s is The Boomtown Rats. I don't like Mondays. <laughs> fucking time I hear um, Boomtown Rats, I always think, oh, the singer's Bobcat Goldthwait without thinking of who that is. <laughs> and then I'm like, I kind of wish it was. It would be a very different song. It would, it would have made it a better song. I don't like Mondays! Yeah. I kind of like, feel like, like like there was a meeting of the good bands club and then they were getting ready to shut the door and Bob Geldof just like slipped in and he was like, put hey, what about uh, Live Aid? And they all went, okay, well, I guess you could stay. <laughs> like that's sort <laughs> well, of how he, I he feel He put together like Band Aid and then Live Aid and he's probably more well known for that shit. For, uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, was, and wasn't kids. he in The Wall? Was and that, for being was pink. Him he was pink. Oh. Yeah, he played yeah, pink. Yeah, he played pink in The Wall. In the that's wall. right. Yeah, like shaved off his eyebrows yeah, and whatnot. God, I totally forgot about that. So this was uh, apparently inspired by a uh, San Diego school shooting in January of 1979 that killed two people and injured nine. Ah. Uh, when asked I for her rationale, shooter Brenda Ann Spencer claimed, I don't like Mondays. So 
Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I thought that for like it was stuck in my head that this was like a admonition against like nuclear war or something. But uh, I was thinking it was sort of like a weird allusion to um, speaking of Pink Floyd, the Wall, to another brick in the wall. Part two or whatever, like the we don't need no education, yeah, stuff. With I all don't the know. Kids. I mean, like the songs are right, I guess, but it, it does seem like uh, he, he was really st- striving for like a David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's not really a whole lot. Yeah, there. the video is way better than the song. Well, the video is entertaining. I don't, know if, entertaining. I don't know if it's good. Yeah. Okay, better is what, a funny word. Well, okay, it's more entertaining than the song. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't get that song at all, but. But I, that the video is definitely entertaining. So we made it to the seventies. Everybody, uh, let's remove the shag carpet from the room. <laughs> so there's so you do. what are Shame we going to bring in for the eighties? Like a bunch of like uh, like glass tables and mirrors. Yeah, and we're all going to do uh, the eighties and the voices of uh, uh, Max Headroom. Do like a line of coke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just yeah. make uh, make weird. You know, whatever. Marty McFly references. I don't know. I brought my Rubik's cube. So yes, we're perfect. Good. All right, so should we move on to the 80s? Let's do the 80s. Shane, what do you got for us? Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> oh, that, this always this, that's <laughs> a great way to start it. Why didn't I sit next to okay, the door? Okay, this is a song I absolutely despise. But the reason why I'm, I, it, I was listening, I wanted to see what the video was a few months ago um, for a different reason. And there is a video for it, but what I found was a live performance from just a couple of years ago that that is what we're going to watch, and it I became com- so obsessed with this. So Song Sucks? Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Oh, wow. Um, it's not it's – not, it's not super offensive, but it, let me here's here's a sample. It's kind of catchy, but shitty. It's, it's shitty at the same time. Yeah. yeah, no, it's incredibly catchy. It'll get stuck in your head for days. But there's a lyric in there. Um, it gives me a tropical contact high. I mean, just it's just retarded. Um, there is a video for this that came out at the time. It was in the in the movie Cocktail that shows Carl Wilson, uh, the last remaining Wilson brother in the band who later died um, and left because of this song. Um, what, he's just ashamed. Leaving only right. Well, leaving only Mike Mike Love and Al Jardine, the two remaining members of the Beach Boys. So what I want to watch today, it was a a video shot on some was by somebody like handheld like iPhone at their like 50th anniversary at I believe it was the Bowery Ballroom. John Stamos is on congas again, just like he is in the original version of this. Um, and we're gonna watch this. And I just want you – I want to tell you two things before we watch it. Number one, notice that the sax solo it, and many other things are pre-recorded. And notice that Al Jardine and Mike Love are so fucking drunk that it looks like they're going to fall off stage and they don't – Which, it, which it, one is Al Jardine? Al Jardine's the real short one with the, with the hair. With what no does hair. he play? I was thinking he plays Al guitar. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll point him out to you. But, but, but Mike Love, who basically is the leader of the Beach Boys, is like your fucking incredibly drunk uncle. His mic is turned off, by the way. You can tell both of their mics are turned off. You'll be able to tell because they not only don't know the words, they hardly sing on the song at all. They keep giving the mic to the audience to sing. There's a guy in the background singing the song. So how, how is our audience going to know which one to find? I'll, I'll, so I'll just go to Google and Google Beach Boys Kokomo, and that's the first thing that comes up. And so that's what we're going to watch right now. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you want to go. 
Apparently we hit like hour three of one of those dudes like daughter's wedding, in in some drunk like uncle. They're like, hey, let's get the band back together. Yeah, that's about how good it was. Can you b- believe like how fucked up they were? They were, I mean, they're pretty hammered, wasted, dude. Can I also say that like it's always bugged me about that song that Kokomo. Does it it exist? It's a town in Indiana. It is nowhere, a town in Indiana. It's nowhere near a and beach. And it's nothing like a beach. Nothing like, like a yeah. beach. I was like, you're just naming off beaches because you live in Indiana. I can't imagine why you're like, what's the... Anyway, I think, you know, it's another... Clearly, it's like a song convention. Like, just uh, they thought it sounded tropical or whatever the shit. It does like, sound relatively tropical. Yeah. If you Google it's Kokomo, not. it's one of the questions that comes up. Is Kokomo for real, or is it a place that really exists? Well, it is a place that really exists, and it's nothing like you don't get, uh, what you they're don't describing. Get, Tropical contact highs there, which, by the way, I mean, you could if you're like in a small apartment with somebody smoking out of a giant bong. Uh, well, yeah, but that's like a mid Indiana drinking pineapple high. juice. It's uh, not, yeah, it's not a, you're not in the tropics. <laughs> anyway, that song's a treat. Oh yeah, I can't wait to uh, hopefully uh, hear it. I have the weirdest association with that song, and that like, I saw a horrific wreck while that song was playing. I was no, I was in my friend's truck, and like this kid's ball went out in the middle of the road, and so we stopped, and that kid turned around and ran back, and uh, like right in front of us, like where we would have pulled out, this horrible wreck happened where we would have been, and that song was playing. So and he hit th- the kid. Didn't hit the kid. No, the kid ran 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 off. Uh, it was that a, makes that story a little it, bit better. No, it was a massively drunk driver, like hit a van, like veered into the other lane, and. Like hit a van full of people. They all lived, and he didn't. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, no, bringing har- the room down. my uh, tropical contact high there. Yeah, I uh, know. I mean, it's just, I always remember that because I was just like, that's what was on the radio. It is a catchy song, and it also sure it's catchy. It's catchy, but sucks. It's which uh, it, you know what it is. It, like that song is like the fucking audio. Like representation of like a middle aged man in fucking deck shorts and or like cargo shorts and deck shoes and a fucking Hawaiian button up shirt with like two buttons buttoned down. Like you're describing Jimmy Buffett. What you're describing Jimmy Buffett. Well, I mean that song is kind of no. It just uh, reminds me of like I I used to work with this uh, like suburban steakhouse where every Wednesday night they'd have this. Like cover band come out and They're play. Probably fucking better than the Beach Boys on that goddamn video. Oh well, they played better for sure. But like all these like wealthy divorcees with plastic surgery would come out and get just like super fucked up. And it was like a, a fifty-year-old like date night where they just go pick each other up. And it was like they acted like that. Um, yeah, all sounds night. about right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, it's a special special song. See a bunch of old drunk fat guys not singing their. 
Oh, not, oh and very obviously. That, uh, very obviously yeah. not singing their own shit. I mean, like that – there's two things that are the funniest on that, that the fact that they – the one guy, Mike Love, the the main guy, um, who is a cousin of the Wilsons, by the way, uh, was doing like old man fingers pointed to the sky dancing, and then like just trying—I don't know what he was trying to do—but so. Uh, and then the other guy, Altar, like he was so drunk, he's trying to stand up straight. He's he's obviously got his feet planted like far apart. They didn't give a fuck at that <laughs> point. Why would like, they give a fuck? Yeah, they they got their whatever. Like uh, it's kind of like thousands of. You know, like whatever their guarantee was, but I guarantee you it was probably at least a hundred. Play the inauguration this year. It's kind of cruise ship quality. That would not quality. surprise me. It's kind yeah. of cru- a cruise ship quality performance. Like no, they were, no, they were on cruise like, control, like, and maybe were, the cruise a, control was malfunctioning. No, right. cruise ship. Those performers, those are pro- professionals. The guys on that fucking if video you're, were not if professional. I would, I would imagine that if you're on a Beach Boys cruise, which surely has happened, like oh, I would, like sure. a thousand times over, like. They're in the bag and and cashing checks and they don't care that much, but uh, anyway, it's it's quite a treat. It's worth watching at least once. Um, it gets better with repeated viewings. Yeah, uh, I'm next, right? You are next. So this, both song and video, are infinitely better um, than what we just watched. I don't know I how don't know. it could it's, be. It's pretty goddamn amazing. Well, I, I'm taking this opportunity to uh, bring up a band that I'm not really allowed to talk about on this show much because I know all their shit, uh, and that, of course, is R.E.M. Oh, I was going to say R.E.M.? Yes, and my favorite video of theirs. It's a blast from the past. It is a blast. It's a blast from the past. Are you talking about, are you <laughs> about a Big, big Daddy, Daddy reference? Yes. <laughs> Little old man from Georgia called R.E.M. Yeah, our friend at, like, what, like four in the morning was just Four in the morning DJing to himself. Yeah, well, that's a story for another time. Uh, but anyway... So it, it is on a, a, a 100 list. It's number 53 on Billboard's alternative 25th anniversary best videos of that list. <laughs> That's a solid so, list. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to go a little obscure on, on the list. But anyway, it's, it's Orange Crush, which to me, like the photography in it is just. When did it come fucking, out? Uh, 1988. All right. Forgive me from taking it away from like the just idiocy and frivolity of <laughs> the Beach Boys on a bender to like just I mean like I I love that video so much it's it's a good video that's the first video we watched a good video, all night but it's with so deadly serious like compared serious. to what we just watched <laughs> well as it should be 
Well, right. And, you know, it's a – so I, I – I, for whatever reason, until today, I'd never actually looked up who directed it. And it turns out the guy, uh, his name is Matt um, – Oh, Matt. He's great. Yeah, his name's Matt. He's going to be joining us next week, actually. Oh, different Matt. Wait. Yeah. Uh, but, no, he's got, like, uh, works, like, hanging in the Met in New York. He's a, you know, obviously he's an accomplished photographer and director. He did apparently direct a Queen Drake video, which I'm going to give him a, a pass on. Silent so, Lucidity? I don't know. Uh, but apparently I just looked him up on Wikipedia. and it's uh, U2, Queensryche, Metallica, Dream So Real. I don't know who that is. Tracy Chapman, Tom Waits, R.E.M., Allison Chains, and many other popular music performers. In the mid to late 80s. Anyway, that video, uh, less linear or uh, literal than some other. Well, it's allegorical. Um, it's, got, yeah. it's got the kid. Well, okay, so the song, you know, Orange Crush, uh, it's about... The 77 Agent. Broncos defense? I was assumed it was about Agent Orange. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It is about Agent Orange, Shane. Yeah. Kevin, you were close. Oh, so. Damn it. The 77 Broncos defense. <laughs> was that a real thing? That was, that was a real thing? thing. That was what they went by. That was their nickname. Man, it's weird that you know that. It's, it's a, I was it's thinking a thing. the same it's like, thing. It's not, <laughs> up, no, I didn't give a shit about that team, but I just, for whatever reason, that always stuck with me. Maybe because we drank eccentric sodas when we were growing up, but um, I don't think Orange Crush is that eccentric. But well, uh, compared yeah. to some kids, yeah. to you know, to the plain soda kids. Yeah, I suppose but the kids that drink like club soda. Like, maybe it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <I think laughs> it'd be weird <laughs> to feed your kid club soda all the time. time. If that's the, I don't know if there's some like helicopter mom out there like, mommy, I want a soda, and then that's what they give them like <laughs> just seltzer. Play. Everybody's <laughs> drinking like <laughs> coke, and they've got like root beer soda. <laughs> I hope that root happens. beer floats. You get I was like club say. soda. <laughs> what would you? That would be like. Like club soda, what would you? How would you make a float with like? What would you use instead of ice cream? Like just like drinks, like, like no, like <laughs> ice like creams, ice, cu- yeah. ice cubes, ice cubes. <laughs> yeah. That's your float. Anyway, <laughs> here you go, kid. Yeah. So, but We're so going the song's about things. Agent Orange and not about uh, not about soda. No, or it is orange. about Agent Orange. It's yeah, about it's like, about Vietnam and, and Agent yeah. Orange and. And so there's a kid. And um, gardening. Look like maybe they're doing some gardening. No, it was a kid playing, like, war games and whatnot, uh, interspersed with some guy who apparently is, like, in the shit uh, Ah, with actual Agent Orange, like, dropping on him. But it's it's all done in black and white photography, and it's light and shadow, and it's fucking beautiful. No, it's it's very – it is – the photography is striking. That's certainly Yeah, I, I feel like you could stop that video at any one point. And frame it and put it on your wall. And you're like, what is this? I can't understand what's happening. (laughs) Sure. That was good. Kevin, what do you got? Okay, well, this this song is going to be very similar to what Ryan um, just selected. Uh, I have chosen a track that peaked at number two on the Billboard uh, Hot 100 in 1985, and that, of course, is Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time. Finally, somebody (laughs) picked this fucking song (laughs) for this goddamn show. I know. (laughs) But we know. We have have not... Uh, bathed in his majesty. So let's do that. Yes.
so the uh, the the Billboard review of this this track says, uh, and I think it's a pretty good point. It says, you know, if you listen to like what the song's about, it says ironically, Murphy sounds pretty upbeat for a dude who's been left at home by his lady, <laughs> like, and and they're all, but the the video is great if for no other reason that it's like it just kind of shows what it's like to be like sort of a guy who's made a bunch of pretty popular movies and has a probably below average otherwise song that uh with dude like it's just an exercise in self-indulgence hubris. and everybody oh, just yeah. like is letting him because he's super famous they're the super excited like the the shitty hand claps in the control room and like rick james just keeps just well and this has gotta the... be where that Chappelle show sketch came from is oh like yeah right around this oh yeah right around so what era. what is the timeline here like 85. 85. So it's like right around the Beverly Hills Cop movies are out and like right, he yeah. was at the peak. He, he would have been like peak. 22 or 23. He was 19 when he got on SNL and well, just I, blew up. I used to own this album by the way. A friend of course of mine you re- did. recorded it on tape. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to like the whole thing? I don't remember. <laughs> All the only thing I will tell you this the only <laughs> thing I remember about this about that tape was that song. Allison told me she was like you have to make sure that you bring up the fact that uh Tracy Morgan sang uh my girl has a fat neck on Thirty Rock, which is clearly a, like right, a homage to this, an homage to this song. I was like, "Yeah, it kind just, of is." The like, song sounds like uh, who's the guy who did like a bunch of the stuff on uh, Beverly Hills Cop? Harold Faltermeyer. Faltermeyer with all the keys yeah, on it. it yeah. No, it just sounds like like he just wrote a song, and then they're just like, "Hey, Eddie, show up!" And well, look. Rick James wrote that song. Did he really? Yes, he co-wrote well, it. No wonder you're so excited. I, I, I was seem very enthusiastic. Very enthusiastic, but again, cocaine is a hell of a drug. It's so. true. Uh, I just want to say one thing about this video, and it struck me from the beginning to the very end. It's if you have to have like an entourage and people like cutaway shots to like groups of people singing and like twelve people in the control room, where you're trying to convince the 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 person watching that video that. They're having such a good time. And Everybody's having a good so time. Good. Eddie, we're having a good time, Eddie. Can you tell? Well, Eddie? No, no. It's just like they're trying. <laughs> it's like they're they're trying to use that video to convince people. We're having such a good time. Go buy this record. It's great. It's amazing. We love it. Everybody already, by the way, knows all the words and they're singing along with it. Well, yeah. there and the one like, random hair metal guy, like just yeah, there was one white guy uh, with long hair playing guitar. Like his shirt buttoned like down near his navel, and that's about it. It was, yeah, it was an interesting collection of hair in the cutting room. Didn't appear to be playing much of anything, but um, they also note in the review, they said it's no fluke that not only this reached number two in the Hot 100, that's debatable. I mean, not the number, but the no fluke. The Hot? Uh, maybe that too. Anyway, but they did say that it, con- it continues to be covered by wildly diverse acts such as R&B singer Aubrey O'Day and the cast of Glee and death metal band Children of <laughs> Bodom. So I kind of want to hear that version at some point. but Well, not anyway, tonight. Not tonight. It, was, it w- would be good. Anyway, party all the time, but uh, mostly in 1985. Yeah, by Mr. Eddie Murphy. It was a uh, 1985 party. Mark, you up next? Well, we totally don't plan this out to, to try and cover all genres of music within one decade, but uh, I think we're kind of getting there now. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, a song by a Danish duo called Laid Back. This uh, song peaked at number 26 on the Billboard Hot 100. In uh, 1984, uh, it's White Horse. If you want to ride, don't ride the White Horse. If you want to ride, don't ride the White Horse. White Horse, don't 
So the takeaway here is ponies are okay. No, but, you don't but, ride them. Yeah. Well, you can ride a white pony, but not the white horse. Not the white horse. Oh, sure. Okay, that makes sense. For as many t- – I- I've probably heard that song 200 times, only in clubs. I was going to say, it's probably because you got to – I've maybe heard that like five or six times in my life. Well, you that know, probably tune it 80s out. 80s nights and whatnot. Yes. But no. that is a staple 80s night song. Uh well, and, and I mean, it, it probably well, it, got more coverage like from Two Life Crew. So I always, that's what Two I Life Crew sampled it in uh, Get the Fuck Out of My House in 1999, um, 1989, rather. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been sampled a lot and actually covered a lot, too. Uh, NRBQ recorded a rock version of White Horse. You know, the weird thing, it's just only appropriate in my experience, but I have like like you, Ryan. I've I've certainly not probably heard it two hundred times in clubs, but I've heard it mostly in clubs. only in clubs. I don't only think I've ever heard that on the radio. Sure, right, that makes sense. Um, and I'm going to say that probably my vastly I've heard it vastly in clubs more than I've heard it anywhere else. But the weird thing is, is like I have an odd prince association with that song because i feel like where it got played in clubs always came before or after a prince song like i don't know how to it's qualify a similar that, cadence like, to like early like, 80s prince yeah it makes me think of That's warm a, leatherette that had to have come out like in that would be around the same time right yeah, yeah. anyway the yeah, normal a little bit time capsule that's yeah. a, that's another club yeah standby warm Beep. Leatherette. There's a lot going on in in both of those songs, by the way. There's a lot going on. Super accurate, by the way. (laughs) 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 Dude, dial that shit up and, like, you at home, like, I'm not kidding. That's actually pretty close. Just somebody dunked an arcade. (laughs) Like, anyway, whatever. I think we're at the midpoint. I'm going to go have half a cigarette, and uh, we may have to have some cake here for too long. Let's light the candles and have some cake. All All right. right. We'll be back. Thanks for the cake, Mark. You're welcome. There's some tasty frosting. Pretty damn good, man. Yeah, that frosting is ridiculously good. Ryan doesn't do nuts. I didn't know that. So. I'm not, not a big fan of the nuts. Got, uh, got, the, texture got thing. the wrong cake. It's not wrong. Like the, the frosting it's just different. The, ca- the cake fantastic. can have its own opinion. <laughs> hey, man, like we don't need a separate bathroom for that cake. It's its <laughs> own identity. <laughs> right? it's I don't know how you're fitting that in, but I appreciate that you did. For Okay. So, okay, so then we're moving into the 90s, and I just want to say, and I want to state this for the record. What's up with all the flannel? <laughs> Chinese drivers, what's up with that? <laughs> um, that's a reference from Cheers, not a You're not opinion a racist? of mine. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's Shane's new racist comic character. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to roll that one out. So, I, in my opinion, this... Show really, really took off, got started when Mark came on as producer. And I, I think that I'm, oh, right. no, I'm, I'm not the only person in the room that feels that way. Oh, right? gee, I, thanks, I guys. We, we've come a long way. We have come a long way. And we did we did come a long way once once you got on board and joined the team, Mark. And and that and I mean that sincerely. Um but having mentioned that it's like you're gonna say something really bad next. Your first <laughs> album that you picked before you came on as producer 
was and and will remain, as far as I can see, the worst album we've ever reviewed on this show. Live in Ignomy. Um, which is Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell. It gets no worse. I would say that there are several that are at least within shouting distance, but it's, no, it's, no, it's no, remarkably no, bad. Nothing's climbed. The, it's remarkably I bad. I definitely came in with a bang, I think. You did come in with a bang. I climbed. We, we climbed, no, climbed is wrong. Sank. Um, <laughs> okay. we, we, we referenced that uh, maybe every other show. And so having said that, I'd like to watch the video for um, – Meet Lois, I Would Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That, which was the lead-off single for Meet Love 2, uh, what was it? Uh, it was Bat Out of Hell. It was Back, back Into Hell. And so... I don't fucking More know, bats. So hell. we're going to watch the video by Meat Love. That was Michael Bay's original claim to fame. He had not directed a movie yet. This, is direct, this video is directed by Michael Bay and got him bad boys. So... That all sounds about right, uh, and yet still so wrong. So we're, let's watch. Um, I'm glad that you didn't pick this one, Ryan. I did not. I was pretty sure I you would I picked something equally bad. Uh, I don't know about equally bad, <laughs> but bad. Okay, well, I have not watched this video since 1993, but I hated it then. And now I ha- that I have the newfound hatred for Meat Love since Mark came on board as producer, I just, I'm just, I sincerely meant what I said about that, Mark, but... I'm I'm giving the gift back to you. So let's watch. Uh, I would do. Oh, by the way, we know it's a Jim Steinman song because it's a shitty pun, and there's it's parenthetical. I would do anything for love. Parentheses, but I, but I, but won't, I won't do, do that. Do. Yeah. All right, let's watch it. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Some days it don't come hard Some days it don't come at all And these are the days that never end And some nights you're breathing fire And some nights you're talking nice Some nights you're like nothing I've ever seen before will again And maybe I'm crazy Oh, it's crazy and it's true I know you can save me, no one else can save me now but you. As long as the planets are turning, as long as the stars are burning, as long as your dreams are coming true, yeah, that I believe it, that I would do anything for love. So, I'll, I'll come in. Um, the last songs, Mark was trying furiously to get that video to stop, and the last lyrics that came in were like, I was just dreaming of trying. It was just like, make it fucking tight. It was like, he was dreaming of trying to like, get the thing to fucking end. So that apparently he won't ride the white horse. That's, that's well, what he wants. Wasn't he riding a horse in the beginning of that? Where could or you even he was riding, a, he was riding a steel horse. He was ri- oh, he was riding a motorcycle, right. Yeah. Because remember on the, on the cover of Bat Out of Hell, and probably back into hell, there is a motorcycle being mm-hmm. ridden by... I feel like we're all in hell right now. So <laughs> it was Michael Bay that directed that. Michael which Bay looks directed it. Totally and appropriate. It looks like a Michael Bay 1990s. Where are the explosions? Uh, I think well, they I probably am. come later in the video. That that inter- interminably long song that somehow. Listen, let me just say this. 
it is absolutely inexplicable in any way that I can look at it that that motherfucker is so popular. That song, I don't get it, man. Sucks. No, it sucks bad. It's bad regional theater. Oh yeah, we've established. You said bad regional theater before, but like, look at like his stupid Beauty and the Beast costume and and, his fingernails, and he's like shaking his hands to convey emotion. I mean, it just looks horrible. And it's combined with like Renaissance fair imagery and fantasy novel kind of shit. Yeah, and shitty fucking Broadway musical. And there's a little bit of uh, speaking of like somewhat recently topical like there's a little bit of a beauty and the beast thing going on in that video like he's got some sort of prosthetic head right yeah like he's got a little bit of a cling on bet the beauty skull. And the beast movie is much much oh, much no. better than no this. i'm not comparing them to <laughs> in, in a in a substantial way i'm just saying that i think that's the metaphor one of the metaphors that they're trying to go for in that video oh yeah i think that the other one is sure. sucks dude yeah. I, I don't get it and I never will get it. And it and, and it's it, baffling. It, it's baffling. It doesn't piss me <laughs> off. I mean, it kind of pisses me off. It's fascinating. It, in a, in a, like it's so baffling. It makes that no sense why Beat Love is selling. That record went to number. It was a number one. I, no, I I, I I want to do like an NPR style like interview segment where I go out and find people. It's like Trump voters, and we won't get in political. But like where I'm just like, what, like. Like, like, what is what about this is appealing to you? Explain this to me. I I have a theory. My theory is that uh, people saw the name of the song and they're like, "Well, I've you know felt like I would do anything for love sometimes, but I won't do that." Well, what's that? What is what is he talking about? Well, Well, that's why I gotta go buy the record. Like, do we know what that is? Yeah, no, I don't know. Is it like butt stuff? No, that's (laughs) what I always. By the way, that's what I always thought. I was like, "What is that?" (laughs) When the song came out. Ryan with that sad well, allegory. Keep it classic. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Keep it, keep it a classic. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Um, well, man, I, I thought I was going to have the shittiest song of the night, but now I feel like, uh, <laughs> like I'm, now, I'm raising wait, hold, the hold bar. On, hold on. Now you're playing with the house money. Oh, Shane dropped the mic. All right. Uh, no, I literally picked this off of the, the list of 100 worst songs of all time. Uh, it's a U.K. website. Oh, uh, so, so I, I, I'm already gleefully salivating to see what you picked. It's uh, everyhitever.com, which is a U.K. website, but it's number eight on uh, uh, 100 Worst Songs of All Time, and that's going to be Aqua with Barbie Girl. I almost picked that. I almost picked that as well. Well, Please. great minds. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair.
I that really reminded me a lot of that REM video from earlier. Oh, totally. Very like, similar. I you know yeah. I hadn't even thought of that, Kevin. Yeah. Similar colors. Yeah, we'd have to go yeah. check and make sure that they're not the same director. Like, uh, yeah, there might be some like uh, plagiarism going I, on there. I was I was oddly intrigued by what the fuck was going on with that guy's like uh, his little like little side side curve like yeah. like not really sideburns and not like he's bald. It's like but, a side hawk. Okay. No, I don't know. Yeah, no. it, didn't, Shane, it just, didn't catch on. I just really want to point something out to you, and I want you to read it because like it blows me away. The group sold an estimated 33 million albums and singles, making them the most profitable Danish band ever. Oh, good Lord. Which, wow. you know, the most profitable Danish band ever, probably not that big a thing. 33 million! Yeah. Um, she is quite fetching. That'll buy some party materials. Yeah, but there are plenty of fetching I will, women who can't... I will say... I, th- I don't know, man. I will say this, like, it... it I. I don't like that song at all, but I if I just concentrated just on her while we were watching the video, it was that spoonful of sugar that helped that medicine go down a little bit. I, I get that. Not that it was it was like not really medicine. It was sort of like you know, like if you ever like put a like cigarette out in a beer and then you drink the beer <laughs> yeah. afterward on accident. That that's what that song. And you're is just like. drunk enough that you were like, well, screw it. I just there's no more beer left. I'll just drink the rest of this beer. <laughs> That's kind of like what, just what, focus on the beer. Like I just focused on her, and then the, then the I could drink the beer with the cigarette butt down. Maybe they were maybe they were like ellipses, or maybe he was his head was in parentheses. That's maybe kind of <laughs> what, that's it what the like. sideburns were. Kevin, yeah. Kevin Gaycott. It was really it was I can't, get it, can't get it done. I like the guy's little really like bleached blonde spiky hairdo, but each little one was like like individually spiked up, so it was like. Well, it, it looked like it looked like Pinhead well, and from the Hellraiser movie. For some stupid reason, they're like Korean subtitles. I think it's Korean. No, like I think it's Japanese. Well, the video looks Japanese. It's all that day glow, like Hello Kitty shit. It might have been um, Korean, but, but I think Japanese I think for, I don't even know what you call those characters. But um, calligraphy. I'm pretty sure that's not it. Uh, but anyway, like them damn uh, Asian folks. Who knows? They're Who right, knows? They're right different and stuff. <laughs> Speak well, English. It ain't, it ain't hard. Anyway, I, I still don't. I still feel like that was like a, you know, like a waking up to like a, a warm, uh, you know, washcloth on your head when you're coming out of a fever, uh, coming out of the meatloaf. Oh yeah, yeah Kevin. So. We are kind of spiraling here. So can you dig us out? Yeah, I can try. So so I don't know. Um, uh, again, uh, we will probably. Uh, uh, pivot a little bit from that last track, but um, I don't, I don't believe that we've ever covered this song. Uh, if for some reason we have, then we'll have to fix it. But I don't think we have. My my track came out in 1990, and um, and was uh, maybe the most prominent or one of the most prominent tracks of the New Jack Swing movement, and that would be Bell Biv DeVoe's Poison. We have not covered that. We have not covered that, but I'm glad that you did. Yeah, let's do it. Let's I actually like this let's, song. Let's get into it. Girl, I must Relationships they seem from the start. 
This was taken from uh, VH1's Top 100 Hits of the 90s, appropriately enough. And uh, and I'm going to read a couple of quick things that they wrote about this, this track, which I think, for me, like still holds up remarkably well. I think it's a fun track. But uh, anyway, said the early 90s was an awkward time for popular music. As, as the music fads of the late 80s were slowly fading away, there really wasn't a band or sound to lead the 90s movement until Nirvana came around to find a generation. This leaves the short period of 1990 to 91 where silly gimmicks thrive and acts like Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer and some of the biggest stars on the planet uh, thrive. But, however, many of these fads are laughably bad in hindsight. There is one thing that still can be considered quality even today, and that's New Jack Swing. Defined by its use of drum machines, synthesizers, hip-hop influence, New Jack Swing had a certain groove that you can't help but enjoy, and it was huge. And I think, like, that's kind of how I remember that well, time. Well, it's, it's not a bad song. It's yeah. just like a relic. Uh, the fashion looks like no, a relic. No, it like, looks like, like early Spike Lee movies. Sure. But I just, I just think that song is fun as shit. And I like love the, I have that. a soft spot in my heart for New Jack. Well, and they were, they were like a, a, sp- a splinter off from New Edition. Is that right? Yes. Bobby yeah. Brown left, and they were the, the other three main guys. Yeah, so yeah. they went off and, like, had a hit. Several hits. Did they? Yeah. I think it's funny that, that it just so happens that Kevin, Shane, and I all wore our purple and white striped hammer pants tonight. Oh, yeah. No, oh, well, that I'm, is funny. Uh, you yeah. can't see that on the podcast. I came in a podcast, but I, I, don't, I, I thought we <laughs> were doing formal. As, uh, I, as Ryan mentioned when we uh, last time we talked about MC Hammer, I'm planning on doing some cooking out later. So I just wanted <laughs> to wear my hammer pants. There, was a, there were a lot of running men in that video. There were a lot of running men in that video. Yeah, the, the dance moves in that video are very reminiscent of that like time capsule of that era. But uh, anyway, I dig, I dig some poison. You know, the, the song. Not the band. Gonna, I was going to say, not the band or, not the, or the thing that kills you. <laughs> not the thing that kills you. Every they, every road they could be one and the same. Whoa. Jesus. Mark, you up next? Yeah, speaking of saving us. Yeah, unfortunately, I am up next. So I'm going to take it in a completely similar direction here. Double skate, everybody. No, I'm, uh, we're going to listen to uh, a song by a group known as the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, this is The Bad Touch. As noted, um, the, 
and while we were watching this, it has a lot of similarities to the Barbie Girl kind of. Oh, uh, definitely, like has a like the same synthy yeah. cadence to it. Euro number fifty two. Totally. Number fifty two in the Billboard Hot one hundred. That's. Oh, man, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of depressing, but we're also like feeding the fire. Uh, well, kind of, perhaps. but not really. I mean, like it doesn't. It's not like if we close our our legions of fans are. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that, but I'm saying if we close our eyes and stick our fingers in our ears, it's not going to fucking go away. You know, there's too many morons in the world out there that would think that song is a hilarious, and then or are just dancing to it in a club and not paying attention. I think, I think those are the two exact demographics for that song. Like, dancing in a club, not paying attention, and, like, idiots that, like, think it's <laughs> hilarious because they're talking about doing it. You know what? I do have to say this. The only person that's taken the higher road in the 90s tonight is Kevin. Oh, this probably wasn't on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Listening back to all four <laughs> of our choices. Um, yeah, I guess that's the decade that we it, just kind of we went askew. Well, that's because we all knew that decade really well, and none of us were going to actually go and pick, like, Losing My Religion or something that actually is, or, you know, like... Some, yeah, something that was, like, a game changer of Right, of like, sort. I wasn't, nobody was going to go and pick, like, uh, Karma Police, you know? <laughs> like, we were all good. There's a, it's a fertile ground for novelty songs. Definitely. The 90s were. And this was one. This what was, was the name one. of the record, Mark? Did you want to just punch <laughs> that kid in the face? The, I wanted to punch them all in the face, but yeah, what was the name I, of the I record? Yeah, I did too. Uh, the, name, the name of the album this came off of uh, was Hooray for Boobies. And that's and already, yes, I mean, already it wants me to fucking like, make me want to punch somebody the, in the, the face. Video, what was the name the, of that the Blink-182 record, like Take <laughs> Off Your Pants and Jacket? Like The video <sighs> for this originally caused a lot of controversy. What we saw was actually an edited down version there was a scene where there were two gay men in sailor suits uh, who ended up uh, getting ba- basically beaten up by all of the band members with uh, with baguettes. And uh, sounds about right. Par gl- for the fucking glad, course. Glad, like, complained. Is this an American band? Was it, yes. Yeah, they're an American band. Dude, they were they were Paris? fucking tied somehow tangentially to the Howard Stern show. So. That sounds the, the about guy, right. I think yeah. the guy that was the singer he wasn't Bob Abuie, motherfucker. Like, yeah, I guess. sounds. Far for the course. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. Uh, this is Howard a group Stern of guys that I would his, not his, want to hang out with. His his moments where he can actually get into an insightful interview with a with a. And he's one guest. of the better interviewers on the planet. But he, is a, yeah. he has this, a good interview. This part of the stick of that extension of that show, and I don't know the relationship between this. Act. It sounds like you guys do. I think he was a, like an but, intern or something. He's like I said, tangentially. But anyway, I, I, it's it's a it's a goofy ass song at best. At best, but, yeah. It's an infuriating song. And not also, their only hit, right? No, um, they had that The Roof is on Fire song. like Right. Well, which was a cover, cover of a club well, it, that was just, song that, from the That 80s. was just the beginning of the song. Then I, and they're like in a nursing home at some point, and he makes out with an old lady or some shit. I can't remember it. I try to block this shit out of my head. I don't know why I can't. Try All right. Let's, yes, thank you. Let's get out of the 90s. All right, let's get, get into the odds. Yes. Uh, Shane, you're next. Okay, so... For I am after throwing down some water on a couple of couple of parties here right now. I'm gonna throwing down some water. Is that like throwing shade? No, no. I'm just saying I I just threw some wet blankets all over the room. Like with these with these last two picks of mine. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick it up and end on what I consider to be a high note. And um, and I'm pretty sure you guys will too. A high note for me, not for the show. And that's uh, Touch the Sky by Kanye West. So 
If you guys haven't seen the video, you're about to. I, I don't think I know it. I'm pretty sure you did. Show it. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a touch the sky. Gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'm a touch the sky. Back when they thought pink polos are hurt the rock. Before Cam got the shit to pop, the doors is closed. I felt like bad boy street team. I couldn't work the locks. Now let's go. Take them back to the plan. Me and my mama hopped in that U-Haul van. Any pessimists, I ain't talk to them. Plus, I ain't had no phone in my apartment. Let's take them back to the club. least about an hour, I stand on line. I just wanted to dance. I went to Jacob an hour after I got my advance. I just wanted to shine. Jay's favorite line, dog, in due time. Now they look at me like, damn, dog, you what I am. A hip-hop legend, I think I died in an accident, because this must be heaven. Shane, that video was a blast. Told you. Literally. That was, was so enjoyable. Myself. Yeah, I still don't know if I've ever heard that song. Like, the, the main horn sample is from the 70s, It's right? a Curtis Mayfield song, yeah. But he slows it down. Yeah, that song, uh, that's from back, maybe, old. that song came out in 2006, so not that long ago. That's crazy. Oh, 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying in, like, Kanye became a white, hot presence. Like, that's back when he had a really self-effacing sense of humor. Like, if you go, go listen to No, him, he, he wasn't like, He wasn't Kanye the He wasn't ego serious yet. Kanye, like, you know. Like, all the I mean, world the, bow the down to brilliant. me. I mean, the period, but I mean, like. But all his sense of humor went out the fucking window like years Maybe ago. Maybe it got lost in that canyon somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the video is like an homage to Evil Knievel, but he's like... Evil Kanye Con- Evil? Yeah, Kanye Evil Kanye Evil. Yeah. Uh, and lots of... Hey, evil Knievel actually Lots of took booby jiggling by Pamela Anderson for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I like... That's an interesting story. Yeah, Evil Evil Knievel took him to court, and I believe they settled out of court. Seriously? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, that would have been a fun proceeding. Your Honor, I'm pretty sure this has, I don't know, everything to do with my career. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. I mean, at the time, the guy was like 70 years old, and he was not long for this world. Like, he didn't die too much too much later. But, I mean, it's you know, it's obviously a parody of that. It's not like... Well, isn't parody uh, protected? Like, we don't yeah, get so into is like satire. A, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, like no, it's a fun song. Like I, I, I probably don't enjoy the song as much as I do the video. But no, like, it's a good. It's the thing, the thing about that song is the what's better is the radio edit. Like I mean, that's the long, longer version of that song to fill out the whole video. But that song in about two and a half minutes is a good fucking song. Yeah, yeah it's a fun little thing. Uh, but that video is endlessly entertaining, and I, I highly recommend that everybody uh, check it out. Uh, that I had to, I had to go out on a little redemption there. Yeah, so I've got one for my next. Um, I am next, right? You are next. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's gonna piss you off or not, but I don't care because I fucking love it. Uh, but it's LCD Sound Systems. Uh, Daft Punk is playing at my house. I just don't like that song. Oh, it pissed me off. You're just wrong. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Show you the ropes. I got a bus and a trailer at my house. My 
Number 78 on Rolling Stone's uh, 100 Best Songs of the 2000s, uh, which, dude, I'd put it up there or uh, even more. I know that Shane is exasperated by LCD sound system. I just fucking – it's unlistenable to me. I don't understand. <laughs> to me, it just wasn't loud enough. Like, I mean – It's like that Chappelle show sketch where, like, uh, you know, they, they play guitar riffs and all the white people start dancing. If you play that song loud enough, I can't – not dance. I think it's fucking amazing. Each their own. Yeah. The video. There's something that appeals to me with the the frenetic stop motion. Well, it was an homage, like actually. I so um, it's a tongue-in-cheek homage to Spike Jones and Michelle Gondry, who both did videos for Daft Punk. And when I particularly like, like I, I just think the song is propulsive and fun anyway. But our friend Peter, like really my friend, but like he's been on the show before. Um, he's the one who pointed out to me, like, it's probably done from the perspective of a guy who's just talking shit at a bar. Like, Daft Punk's playing at my house. We got, like, a whole bunch of PAs. I got a bunch of beer. Uh, you guys should come over. And really, he's just talking shit. Like, to me, it's just fun all over. The lyrics are the best part of that song. Can I just say this? That video was sort of, you know how you always say, like, it feels like the Beastie Boys are yelling at you? That song was like the equivalent of like the video vis- visually. I mean, vis- yeah, visually it was like the equivalent of somebody yelling. Yeah, at I you. agree. Constant in motion, like just so. Uh, so the two stop, videos, stop, stop, the video, stop. two videos that apparently he's paying homage to are uh, Da Funk and Around the World. And I, I don't know enough about Around da the World Punk. was a fun video, but Da Funk is a much superior musical act in my you, opinion. You're allowed LCD to think that. System. That yeah. video was like it made me feel. It made me start like feeling like. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Just stop coming right at me. Like, I, I, so I'm, I probably fall more with Ryan than Shane on this particular one. Like, I like that track a lot. But I, but I also think that um, I, when I was watching it, all I could think of was like, so when LCD Sound System, uh, you know, whatever, broke up or went on hiatus or whatever the hell they did. They well, broke up, but it turned out to be a hiatus. Yeah, but it was all his, really, James. Well, right. Here's the point. When when they when I went on break, whether it was permanent or temporary, temporary as it turned out, um, Homeboy bought a like start, launched a wine bar in Brooklyn, like, and I guess he's been working, he's been you know running a wine bar, and I was like, you you look at that video and sort of like at the very least not even exempting the video and like just sort of the way that what lcd even if you're not into it like what those guys have carved out and it's like no wonder he didn't want to fucking run a bar anymore like I could, like you come if you compare that to sort of like well the like over the, the energy top. in that like you know he that's that's kind of slowing way down uh running a wine bar uh, so i pulled up the wikipedia page for this song it says personnel james murphy and that's it uh, vocals, yeah. synthesizers, bass guitar, guitar, like drum, drum machine, and cowbell. Cowbell, yeah, yeah. When he has people perform with him live, but well, no, that's true. But he's essentially like, a, yeah, we, it's a one-man band. Yeah, they don't credit all the pulsating nihilists in that video. 
pulsating nihilist? No, but like I think that is going to be or the, the burgeoning like Teletubbies or whatever the hell's going I'm, on. No, there. I'm trying to think like what, what the your instrumentation new no wave of, band? of that band. Yeah, no wave. It's, that, yeah. it's your new no wave, but band, it's got like jug nihilist. in it also for some reason. It's got like a didgeridoo and like uh, like somebody that plays a saw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pulsating nihilist. Yeah, thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Right. Yeah, so um, so I actually chose a track off of the exact same Rolling Stone top 100 songs of the aughts uh, that you did, Ryan. I fortunately chose a different one. I thought um, maybe the right way for me to close out uh, this this segment for from my selections uh, would be to choose a Texas band, and that's why I chose a song from Denton, Texas. Let it be Los Lonely Boys, please, Los Lonely Boys. <laughs> it's not. Um, although I always thought that if uh, Los Lonely Boys um, broke up and one of them went solo, it could go as a L Only Boy. Anyway, <laughs> that, you know their drummer's L only name a boy, is Ringo, naturally. Right? <laughs> yeah, is that a, that's true. That their there's three, there's three, there's three, I know there's three guys. They're three brothers, and their drummer's name literally is Ringo. Well, I mean, if your name is Ringo, then you probably should go into drums. Like, if you were born, well, like, is yeah. it, was he Chris? I, is that his Christian name? Anyway, I don't know. I suspect they're Catholic. They're Hispanic. I, I interrupt this sidebar to say that we, we've chosen uh, Mid Lake's song Roscoe um, from. From one of their releases in the 2000s, and uh, let's uh, let's let's listen to that sucker. Lakes Roscoe off the album The Trials of Van Occupanther. Uh, anyway, it kind of essentially like that's the song that kind of uh, rises above the rest on that record. Their first, I guess, release was pretty well reviewed, and this one had, I, my understanding is, greater than average reviews, but not a lot greater. Like kind of a mixed bag. They and were this both was great records. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a terrific song. I have a weird you know, this this. Go ahead. No, no, no. I have a weird association with them. Like I, 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 one of my friends' bands was managed by the same girl that was managing them when they were first coming out of Denton. So I went and saw them at Emos, and like you know, there were probably like fifteen or twenty people there, and which I sound like the crusty old guy, like oh, saw Hendrix at Monterey Puffins, but no, like no, but they sounded like Radiohead at the time. And then they went through a granddaddy phase, and then right. they kind of found their own voice. Well, they, I, this is what this band sounded like. To, Derek Morris got really, really into this band for a while, and he brought brought me the CD and like and left it in my mailbox. Friend of ours, a guy that I played music with, 
And because um, he was like, you have to hear this. To me, what this band sounds like is the missing link between Band of Horses and Fleet Foxes. But that got kind of like nowhere near the recognition as the other two bands. Like That's the harmonies and the and especially you can hear like the direct line in my mind from Band of Horses too. I mean that sounds like Fleet Foxes to me, just without the you know without as many harmonies, with like the two part harmonies instead of the three or four part harmonies. Um, and but then got kind of forgotten, like in the middle. They've or, done well for themselves. No, then I know, but I'm saying, but they don't get the same accolades as those. Yeah. Or you know, Jay Tillman before he was Father John Misty, or a. Sure. Bondi, or even others. Some a of, lot it, of they're one of those bands that I, I think a lot of more prominent indie bands really like. Well, and I mm-hmm. think some. But they're fucking great, as as mm-hmm. indicated, like Shane. I think that some of it is just like being lucky and catching a groove at the right time. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, no, I, I, I hear your point on kind of where they sit. Uh, but one thing in particular is, like, I find that that song, like, that song will go away for a while, and then it just gets played a lot. Like, it's like people rediscover it from time to time. Or, it's great. Yeah. No, I think so, too. So, anyway, it was one of those. I was like, oh, it's a Texas band. I'll put it in there, and we can have some fun with it. And I one there from where your uh, wife went to college. That's true. That's true. Yeah, UNT. Uh, also, University um, of North Texas. Uh, yeah, uh, Mark, do you want to take us to the Promised Land? You know, I would love to be able to end this show on a song like this that we all just love and agree on. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do oh, that. Oh no! Um, scared me, dude. It's almost. Well, it's almost no, better. Yeah. But listen, make us glad the show's here, over. Here is a song that um, the first time I heard it, I fell in love with. Uh, it, it 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 uses a lot of sample stuff and. Uh, it's kind of in my alley, but I, I just, I have a feeling that that I may, if not, if I'm not alone in that, I don't, I don't think there's going to be uh, consensus across the board. This is uh, a song by an Australian group called the Avalanches. It's called Frontier Psychiatrist. <laughs> The Baltimore County School Board have decided to expel Dexter from the entire public school system. Oh, Mr. Kirk, I'm an offended you to learn Dexter 2 and 3, but surely expulsion is not the answer. I'm afraid expulsion is the only answer. It is the opinion of the entire staff that Dexter is criminally insane. Same, same, same. That boy needs therapy. Curious psychosomatic. That boy needs therapy. Lie down on the couch. What does that mean? You're a nut. You're crazy in the coconut. What does that mean? That boy needs therapy. I'm gonna kill you. That boy needs therapy. Granny soup. Let's have a two. How about I count three? That 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 boy needs therapy. He was white as a sheep, and he also made false teeth. Dada meets money python. Uh, you stole my word. That is Dada shit right there. All I know is with like a dose of like peaches or some shit. That's like the best video we could have ended this entire show on. That's one of the <laughs> that's best. That's entertaining as fuck. That is. Song, I really like the song too, but the, the, the song is great. But the, the video, video is just full absurdity. That is it that is. is straight up one of the funniest best videos we have had on the show. And it's like <laughs> if you watch it, you're like. I just want to watch it again. It's like it's like well, that's it's not going to get any weirder than that. And you're like, oh, well, that's weirder. Yeah. Oh, that so, here's something else that's weirder. To summarize <laughs> it, I mean, 
there, can there's you? A, there's a lot of well, there's a lot of samples. Yeah, in this you have narrative the, cohesion. The entire about song to is too because I'd love to hear it. <laughs> but but basically, what we're watching is kind of a live pantomime of all of the samples that occur throughout this yeah. song. Yeah, and it's just you've got all of these these character actors on a stage that are acting out. Is one of every them Mike Myers? I like playing an older gentleman, like no, uh, as in so I married an axe murderer because it looks like him. And it seems like the kind of thing he would like to do. What so list did you get that off Avalanche of? is an Australian, So right? uh, they are Australian. Um, I originally got this off of uh, Pace Magazine's uh, basically best videos of the decade. Oh, this yeah. was number four of the best videos of the decade. And I think it, it, it deserves it is that, memorable. that ranking for, sh- for sure. Fuck that. Why would they have that higher up on the charts than that video-wise? Well, I want to see what uh, 3, 2, and 1 are. Before I reserve judgment, but that's that's up there for damn sure. Oh, yeah, it's quite something. And uh, a special little nugget for uh, the capper on our hundredth episode. Oh, without a doubt. So, just to answer your question, number three was uh, Johnny Cash "Hurt." No, that was better. Uh, White that, Stripes that, came in at number two with "Fell in Love with a Girl." And I like that song better, but I, I, I can't say the video is better. And uh, an Outcast topped it off with "Bob." With what? Bob. I don't even think I know. Yeah, that's bombs over back. That's pretty good, but there's that that one. Is, no, that's, that's the best. That's the winner. This was video, one. video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, boys, we got through a hundred. We made it. Goddamn right, man. Bum, yeah. bum. The, well, uh, I still gotta produce this shit. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, we true. made it through. Yeah, that's true. We actually. Mark. Thanks again. I can't. Yeah. Uh, what a great fitting way to end the show. Like we on had bubbles, we had cake, and we had fucking the avalanches. <laughs> Camaraderie. So all of this uh, manic stuff has has spurred your imagination, and there's something that you want us to cover. Um, send us a letter at uh, message somebody at gmail dot com. We can also be found on Facebook. Yeah, and if you aren't already listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, hook us up there. Yeah, take us on the go. Travel with us. Introduce us to your family. That'll be weird. <laughs> all right. Yes, that would be weird. <laughs> it would be. Anyway, um, golly, boys, until next week, uh, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. And I'm Mark. This is Somebody Likes It. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that.